and gentlemen it's seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mckay and i'm not hello folks it's john hogue here the other guy on the other podcast and if i can believe the indication on the control panel here on my laptop diana from valdosta is with us i am i am hey <sighs> Got all your Christmas shopping done, Diana? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, then I um, the wonders of online world. Um, it's just, it, it makes it so much easier. Yes. Are they shipping? Are they still shipping stuff with uh, promised uh, delivery by Christmas? Oh, yes. Amazon's still shipping. With, uh, well, they tell you uh, whether or not they can deliver by Christmas. You need to turn that off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm muting. Something uh, yeah. is something very uh, Middle Eastern or Indian. Autoplay. It was it was autoplay because I was. <laughs> I keep telling you to, to, to turn that off. I was I was just I was just speaking of uh, uh, just checking the uh, college football scoreboard. Uh, not much uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. All the minor bowls. You wouldn't believe. Uh, some of the bowls that are out there, but uh, with uh, uh, but today in the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl, say you, what? I don't know. It's the New Mexico Bowl. <laughs> at least it's not. At least it's not the tidy bowl. Fresno State defeated the University of Texas El Paso thirty-one to twenty-four. And in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, <laughs> Western Kentucky 59, Appalachian State 38. In the Lending Tree Bowl, which uh, I've never heard of, uh, um, Liberty University is leading. Eastern Michigan, 13-3 at the end of the first quarter. And with three minutes and 50 seconds left to play in the game, uh, the, uh, the University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB, uh, leads Brigham Young University, BYU. So that's uh, UAB 31, BYU 28, but BYU has the ball, so so we'll have to wait. And I know that is in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Okay. Anyway, so okay. so there are your uh, games. But later tonight in the NFL, the <laughs> Patriots uh, will take on the Indianapolis Colts at Indianapolis, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. 
Yes, well, there it is. Okay. All right, so there's your football well, I, yes, but I, I, I need to make a, a, a sports statement for the record. <laughs> um, basically, um, it is my opinion that a second-string ath- male athlete who pretends to be a girl so he can win by competing with smaller, weaker competitors is a bully. Yes, agreed. I just did a 5K this morning, and uh, the young man who was the overall winner... Um, was three minutes faster than the young lady who won the uh, who was the fastest woman. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. That it has gotten pretty weird out there in the weird, it, weird world of sports, where yeah. you have a, 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 a the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school, a guy who swam for three years. Uh, as a varsity male, then took a year off for COVID, uh, during which time uh, apparently he decided that he would become become quote unquote female, and and so now he's setting all kinds of Olympic level records for women. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, okay. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, guys like that are bullies. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. they are, and they should be treated as such. Uh, but this has to—I mean, this whole thing derives from uh, a confusion of sexual roles that have permeated through society, basically for the last—I'll say—60 years or so, uh, uh, peaking probably in terms of silliness about three minutes ago. <laughs> Um, I draw I, I, your attention to the man bun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Well, well, you know, it looks good on us. It does look uh, reasonable on a sumo, a sumo wrestler. Um, uh, that's a uh, different uh, thing. It's like it's sort of like the samurai thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I have a um, um, uh, one of my uh, son's friends does the man bun kind of oh, thing. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, but you know, he's he's uh, uh, married, father. They've got a little year old baby. He's normal, almost, mm-hmm. despite the man bun. Yes, well, but the thing is, there's a whole bunch of uh, people that wound up with the, the brain that uh, Igor brought back. You know, <laughs> yeah, Abby's it, brain. Yeah, it's and a bad Abby brain. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, meanwhile well, uh, in uh, England, yes, we, uh, this is an example of how things just go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I mm-hmm. had a post this week called killer oh. lesbians, British couple sentenced to prison in death of toddler, toddler mm-hmm. daughter. In October, we told you about New York city cop, Yvonne Wu accused of shooting to death, her ex-girlfriend and wounding the ex's new girlfriend. Then in November, we told you about Pennsylvania couple, uh, Marie Snyder and echo Mm. Butler accused of murdering Snyder's two young daughters. The year apart. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. The killer lesbian phenomenon continues this month with news from Yorkshire, England. The woman who murdered Star Hobson 
after inflicting utterly catastrophic injuries, has been jailed for life with a minimum term of 25 years as a judge said the toddler was caught in the crossfire of a toxic relationship. Uh, Star, who was, uh, I believe, 18 months, 16 months old. 16. Yeah, 16 months old suffered weeks of neglect, cruelty, and injury from Savannah Brockhill, 28. Uh, the toddler died of cardiac arrest after being punched or kicked by Brockhill in September 2020 using, quote, and I'm quoting from the story here, uh, massive force on a par associated with a road traffic accident, according to the judge. Uh, Brock Hill's partner, Frankie Smith, Star's mother, was jailed for eight years after she was found guilty of causing or allowing the toddler's death. Mm. Um, anyways, but this, um, uh, but they go through the entire story without once using the word lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Be- because that's how it works now. <laughs> You see, you, you that you can only mention the sexuality of 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 people when they are victims of crime. You see, mm-hmm. you know it's a hate crime, uh, but when they perpetrate the crime, uh, this is omitted uh, from the uh, description. So I write headlines like "killer lesbians." Uh, just to provide some semblance of balance in the news. <laughs> well, it's- well. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, and this is a very much a side note. Um, Today I heard that uh, six uh, African-American perpetrators have been have been charged with hate crimes in Santa Clara for a series of attacks on uh, little Asian women. For those of you who don't know. So it's a slight difference. For those of you who don't know. California geography. Santa yeah. Clara uh, is Silicon Valley is just south of uh, uh, of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, where it's not just of, south. There's San Mateo intervenes. Yeah, but intervene, but the, the point is, but it, it, it's Silicon Valley. It's where mm-hmm. it's where the wealth really is. In, uh, oh yeah. Uh, in, so in, in, why are these criminals out there in the in the, the same for the same exurbs of San Francisco for, for, for the same reason that the criminals are in places like uh, the San Fernando Valley uh, in uh, in uh, L.A. Uh, the first time I was going to Los Angeles County mm-hmm. uh, back in the early seventies, the San Fernando Valley hadn't been completely built up yet. And Correct. Uh, when we moved to uh, California ten years later, it was completely urbanized. Oh yeah, Kellogg's uh, Hill still grew strawberries when I was uh, a kid, and that now it's all houses. Yeah, I, but but I mean, um, the uh, and the same thing was going on in uh, Santa Clara. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason uh, the the reason companies like uh, Fairchild and Signetics <laughs> and uh, Intel. Uh, and Hewlett Packard were out there is because it was cheap farmland in the early mm-hmm. 60s, even into the 70s. 
And yeah. uh, so the reason those people are out there is because either they are from families that are indigenous or they've been brought in as the uh, the the the, the demand for labor. labor. And these are the mm-hmm. children of. Well, or 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 they're. Or the or they're the in the case of, of blacks they they're the uh, you know they were the people they're the children of the people who were brought in as the hired hands. Uh, and well, I'm not, the, not just and, that. Don't forget that we had a that there was a very large influx of African Americans during the the war uh, to work in the shipyards, and it's hard to remember, but Alviso, uh, which is these days. Um, completely housing, uh, used to be actually a port and a fairly deep water port on the yeah. San Francisco Bay. Right. But, but, but once again, most of the black population issues was associated with the shipbuilding industry since the other side of the bay, principally from San Francisco. This is why Oakland mm-hmm. is black. Uh, and it, it, yes, it goes back to the migration patterns um, of the Second World War. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, uh, it, the thing is, is that you can't. Wait, we you, weren't. Were we, 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 we get back on, on this idea of of, of, of killer lesbians. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. How did we get off well, off we, that we, well, subject? We, well, My fault. Off. No, actually, there there. <laughs> I blame there, you, Diana. There's a way. You there, should. There's a way out and a way back. There's what's what's what is now considered where the Overton window has uh, has moved uh, uh, with respect to what we can uh, allegedly say about uh, the news. Right. And uh, you, can't, you can't say something that might be derogatory about someone who's a member of a minority group, someone who mm-hmm. uh, basically anything, anyone who can come up with some sort of intersectionality claim, feminist. Way, yeah. Uh, you can't say something bad about them because that's, uh, that's, violence, uh, violent speech because of your speech. Our speech is violence and their violence is, is, uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, we or, got it's, that. Or, or it's speech and protected by the uh, first amendment. Yeah, so right. the, the thing is, is that a hundred years ago, there were lesbians, Yes, but two a thousand years ago there were lesbians. But the mm-hmm. point is, is that they were closeted. Why? Because there was no open place for them in society. Why? Because the way human beings have evolved, there's no place for them in the human reproductive cycle, and so in a certain way, they're not. They don't contribute to society in an important way. That other people do, and um, so, and it's this. Well, twist, it's this twisting of our natural biological roles, and then trying to come up with some excuse uh, for why it's good to have twisted them that drives a whole bunch of this stuff. And uh-huh. and in order to really believe that stuff, you've got to be crazy. And as we'll get to later in the show. Crazy people are dangerous, as we can see in the case of what happened to the kind of bullying this woman did to a 16-month-old child. Yes, and and uh, if you read the story, you find that her her relatives, uh, the the mother of the child relatives uh, and neighbors and acquaintances, 
uh, had been just worried about this this woman who you know had by the way this young woman who had the child by natural means okay mm-hmm. um uh was just um it became obsessed uh and, and with this her lesbian girlfriend and who was very controlling and domineering and all the all the things of that you expected in a, that kind of abusive relationship and you know what um you know uh mental uh uh, issues were involved, and and I as I, I make a case, I'm not trying to, um, uh, you know, I'm not trying to uh, uh, stigmatize the entire uh, gay community for the obviously the uh, uh, you know these unusual crimes. My point mm-hmm. is is that the media presents a portrayal because they they take the role of publicity agents for the gay community so that only positive portrayals of gay people are are permitted in the uh, national media. And But if you start looking around a little bit, uh, you will notice as local news, uh, crimes like this uh, that, you know, that, you know, where but in the coverage, they never used the word gay or lesbian. But you didn't pick no. this story up from the Guardian. No, no, no. no. <laughs> anyways, but yes, the Guardian. But anyways, but well, uh, no, I mean, right. I mean, that's, you know, that's a national newspaper in Britain uh, that, uh, you know, you, that isn't where the story was. No. No, but it was from the tabloids over there. Right. Yeah. Which, well, but the tabloids are still trying to sell papers to real people. <laughs> right. As opposed to uh, uh, leading a political well, movement. Uh, well, and uh, in other lesbian yeah, news. I, I, was, I was going to say, but, you know, it, when there's a proper societal intervention in this kind of abuse of a child, whether it's a teenager or an infant, there can be good outcomes. And you got a chance to report on that. Yeah, I got an email tip uh, from a longtime reader uh, Mm. about Caitlin Hunt. Now, if folks, if you have been reading my blog for eight years or more, (laughs) uh, you know that back in 2013, um, uh, I began reporting regularly on the story of Caitlin Hunt. Yeah, which and you I, I, and we both got nominated for our blog coverage that year for uh, Blogger of the Year Award of uh, National mm-hmm. Bloggers Club. And you Yay. beat me your coverage of uh, the this story beat out my coverage on Kimberly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. But Actually, hashtag, hashtag free Kate. Actually, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I had I had forgotten all about that. Who keeps track of these awards? The nomination is really the award, but I would like to thank my producers. No, anyway. Yeah, uh, no, I, 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 who cares about awards? But my point being. My point being that um, in 2013, the hashtag Free Kate flourished. Oh, and yeah. when I first heard about this story, uh, you know, the more I looked into it, the angrier I became. What it was, was that a, an, 
an 18-year-old uh, high school senior had been caught uh, in a sexual affair with a 14-year-old girl who was a freshman. Well, that is um, a crime. Uh, sex between an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old is a crime in Florida <laughs> and I think in most other states. Uh, but it turned out that uh, this was a gay uh, affair between a girl named Caitlin Hunt and another girl whom we shall not name. Uh, but um, Caitlin Hunt, what happened was is that the prosecutor offered a plea bargain. Now, folks, if you're ever accused of a crime like this and the prosecutor offers you a plea bargain, take the freaking the plea bargain. bargain. Yes. It's very simple. Okay, there's a reason why they, they're so willing to offer plea bargains in cases like this, because in statutory rape cases, no prosecutor mm -hmm. wants to have to bring the victim uh, to the witness stand. You don't want that, okay? No. Well, <laughs> right. Well, Caitlin Hunt's parents were angry uh, because the uh, plea bargain would have required uh, Caitlin to plead guilty to a felony. Mm -hmm. And she thought she should be able to get off with a misdemeanor. Well, I, if you mm -hmm. have read the affidavit in the case, you realize that it was a, a pretty serious uh, crime. Go Some ahead. things are just too easy to re uh, read, but too ugly to read at the same time. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. Uh, I posted the... Uh, uh, if you, you can look up the affidavit in the case, it, it, and yeah, this was a felony. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, and so, so, so what they did is they tried to turn this into a gay rights uh, uh, crusade, basically making, trying to turn their teenage daughter into the Rosa Parks of dildo <laughs> sex. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and so and so this this case went dragged on for several months. And when it first came up, the ACLU of Florida and gay rights organizations were involved in trying to promote this. The idea that Caitlin Hunt was a victim of homophobic oh. uh, prosecution. And not really. No, 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 of course not. And so and so you know, because there are plenty of heterosexuals who have taken the freaking plea bargain in a case like this. Well, anyways, uh, so uh, this, it eventually went to trial. And in the process of doing this, uh, they turned their daughter into uh, the world's most famous sex offender. Uh, but that, that, that by trying to do this, uh, their their uh, publicity sort of backfired, and and Caitlin Hunt ended up accepting the plea deal anyway, and went to jail and served. It was out the worst plea deal. <laughs> yeah, she yeah yeah she 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 wound up actually having to serve time instead of just community service. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the you know the thing is, what county was this? Uh, Vero Beach, it's uh, Indian River County. Mm -hmm. Which is not exactly urban. 
No, no, no. It's a, it's a, a. Let me tell you, I've been the foreman of a jury in Carroll County, Maryland, a, nur- a nice rural county on the edge of uh, big cities. Uh. Uh, and we had a, in this case, a male same-sex child abuse pedophile uh. Uh, case. And yeah. uh, he went to trial and he got 54 years. Oh, I'm <laughs> not surprised. So, yeah. I mean, take the plea bargain. Yeah, if they offer you the plea bargain, take the freaking take plea it. bargain. Well, Particularly if you have Judge Burns in Carroll County. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Anyways, uh, but this story was headline. I headlined it on the blog, uh, a blast from the past, because as mm-hmm. I explained there, years of chasing deadlines, which is what you do in the news business. I was a newspaper reporter and editor for about 20 years. And so mm-hmm. I got in the habit of working in file it and forget it mode. You know, as soon as the story's over, you cut the clippings and move on, you know, and you don't, you don't, you know, I remember I have written about people, right? Okay, because I, I, I have a knack for finding odd news, okay, in odd <laughs> places. I've noticed this. And, and I have we been have, accused yes. of being, quote, unquote, obsessed with various people I've written I've about. I've noticed this. Yeah, I've been <laughs> accused of being, quote, unquote, obsessed. And I'm like, here's the, here's what objectivity, journalistic objectivity actually means I don't give a fuck about these people. Okay. To me, they are merely the subject, a name in a story. Okay. I do not, you know, I don't, it's not personal to me. I'm trying to, you know, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm doing this uh, not uh, for the, but anyways, I just find Barrett Brown. Barrett Brown is a perfect example of this. Barrett Brown accused me of being obsessed with him. And I'm like, no, who's obsessed with who here, Barrett? On the other hand, there are people who do try to force them, their attentions on you. I'm thinking of uh, Brett. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about uh, 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 a certain other sex offender. Well, he's not. Technically, a sex offender that not technically, that, not technically. But anyways, I I don't want to get into anything over. Well, the, um, you know, the the, the charges uh, were dropped uh, when the basically when the victim decided she didn't want to pursue it. Meanwhile, back at the Caitlin Hunt hashtag free Kate story. Let's do the good news part of that one. Well, yes, yes I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase pretty quick here. But the point being that I just forget about these things. Well, I got an email from a reader uh, telling me uh, what had happened to the victim. This was eight years ago. You know, it, to me, it seems like yesterday. Once I think mm-hmm. about it, I'd completely forgotten about it. It didn't cross the name. Caitlin Hunt doesn't why, cross why my in mind. Why eight years she could get out of high school and be on with her life? Yes, and it turns out that the victim in the case graduated from Cornell University mm-hmm. and became the district manager of a tech company. Mm-hmm. And is now working to complete her MBA, Master's in Business Administration, 
from Florida International University. Uh, I the guy sent me a screen cap from from uh, her mother's Facebook page in which the mother said, "quote God has his arms around you. Mm-hmm. Continue to keep him first, and there's no limit to what you can accomplish." <laughs> And so, and so, you know, it, it, it's just amazing, yep. uh, you know, the things that happen, uh, you know. When like I said, when there's the proper intervention and support at the end of mm-hmm. this sort of thing. On the other hand, you know, she moved back to Florida. She didn't go to the left coast. No. 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 As a matter of fact, people tend to be going from the left coast and coming east, if not all the way to Florida, at least close to it, Right. You got that right. Speaking of California, now, folks, every time, every time, you've already heard it here, folks. uh, Every time I bring up California in the news, I have to defer uh, to Diana and and John because both of them are ex-Californians and they'll talk your ear off about this. But I had an item this week uh, headline Speaker Pelosi denounces outrageous lawlessness of her own constituents. constituents. Yes. How (laughs) Speaker Nancy Pelosi blasted an attitude of lawlessness, end quote, across the country Wednesday decrying a recent surge in smash-and-grab crimes, particularly in her own hometown of San Francisco, but refusing to admit it stems from police funding cuts and bail reform measures pushed by left-wing lawmakers. Quote, it's absolutely outrageous, Pelosi said when asked about the crime spike. Obviously, it cannot continue. But the fact is there's an attitude of lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. And we cannot have that lawlessness become the norm. It must be stopped. And it's not just San Francisco. It's our entire country, end quote. Pelosi emphasized. So there, there's well, the. You know, uh, it's interesting side. that there was, I'm not sure of what memo circulated, but on the same day that Pelosi was saying that, San Francisco. London Democrat, Breed. Yeah, Democrat Mayor London Breed announced um, a crackdown on crime. <laughs> a crackdown? Crack Did down you say crackdown? No, a crackdown on crime. crime. The city. Uh, it really has been overwhelmed by pervasive lawlessness, encouraged by, as you were saying, progressive politicians. Here's the money quote from uh, that press conference from Mayor Breed. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it, it's time to rein in the, 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 the criminals who are destroying our city. It's time uh, for, uh, for crime to come to an end. And, and it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement and less tolerant of the bullshit that has destroyed our city. I love it when a politician she, she, she said bullshit. She huh? said bullshit. Well, but, but, here's the hold thing. It, but, the, but here's the thing. 
Harry Callahan was unavailable for comment. <laughs> that's that's uh, Inspector Harry. Harry Callahan. Yes. Yeah, right. The thing that kills me is I'm all torn up that... about that man's rights. <laughs> you know, it wasn't six months ago that she was um, all behind Chase Budin and his uh, uh, quote-unquote uh, reforms um, oh, yeah. and talking oh, yeah. about how this was such a great thing for the city and how there we were no longer going to be doing incarceration and all this mass incarceration now of course she sounds you'd actually think that um that this was something that had descended from the heavens and had nothing to do with her well i'm sorry um i never met london breed i don't have any um actual uh insight on her um but I remember sitting at a luncheon and uh, the last mayor, the last mayor before this who was elected, not the one who uh, succeeded him, um, Ed Lee, uh, talking about how we had an inclusive city and how it was open to everyone. And I muttered to my I muttered to myself, yes, well, Kate Steinle is not available for comment. Um, <laughs> this is the sort I'm I'm really sorry, but. The way that these people are talking, it's like they didn't have a single thing to do with what's happening to San Francisco. And they are definitely responsible for it. They've been a participant for years, if not decades. I don't, I mean, think, the, it, I don't think the correct description is responsible. I like the word guilty. Yeah. Oh, well, excellent. Yes. You know, um, but the, the point is, is that you were talking about the amazing coincidence there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you what's actually going on. There. It's the polling. The Democrats oh, yeah. have seen the polling data. And um, <laughs> I, I could tell you a few things about the polling data, but I, I won't go into details here. Well, we have but, to protect our sources, too. You know? Yes. Well, yeah. anyways, but but. You know, the focus groups, the consultants, uh, everybody's getting the word that uh, you got to act tough on crime. Well, you see, and that's the reason why I titled my post about this, for the times they are a-changing. <laughs> but, yeah. but speaking of change in San Francisco, that would usually be spare change, man. And speaking of spare change, we take donations. Give me a quarter, or I'll touch you. Actually, I, 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 I was in a bus <laughs> station, trapped in a bus station overnight once, and this, I, this ah! San Francisco street hippie came up to me as asked for spare change, and I said, "Hey, you know, I have this quarter. I was just going to throw away. Here, take it." And I had to chase him around the bus station to get to take my quarter. <laughs> the, the cops thought it was great. They were rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> speaking of spare change or uh, <laughs> donations. Okay. okay, folks, we have reached the uh, midway point of the podcast, which means it's time for shameless capitalism. And this is the time that I tell you about the yellow button. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice in the center column near the top, a yellow button with the word donate on it. 
If you will click the yellow donate button, it'll take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars or yen, euros, pesos, rubles, whatever currency you may be uh, dealing with. You can give it to me. <laughs> and I will take it. <laughs> uh, but if you will click the yellow button to go to my PayPal account, which goes to help support the blog, to support the podcast, and of course, to help keep my wife happy. And of course, keeping my wife happy is job number one, and she likes it when I have money. So if you will click the yellow button, I would be most grateful. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com you will find not only a tip jar icon where you can click and uh, go to paypal and make donations you will find links to amazon <coughs> shopping and amazon has still got stuff that can ship on time for christmas and also the hogwash store has got stuff that can be shipped in time for christmas so if you need a stocking stuffer such a deal i've got for you go to the hogwash store <laughs> but regardless of how you uh, think about this Please remember the five most important words of the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes. Now, speaking of languages, mm -hmm. uh, actually, the first non-English language that I had any formal instruction in was Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's actually stuck kind of well. I actually enjoy reading things in Latin from time to time. I was at the mm -hmm. point where I used to be able to read stuff in French, but I really don't do that anymore. And, and I never got that good at Vietnamese. But um, uh, anyway, enough of my Latin has stuck with me that I just I occasionally title uh, my posts with uh, uh, Latin uh, f uh, phrases or titles. Um, and of course, if you have studied Latin, one of the things that you may have read is uh, uh, the Vulgate, uh, the first the first mm -hmm. Latin translation of the Bible, and of course. The story of Genesis, when God says, let there be light, it says, mm -hmm. uh, fiat lux, uh, uh, make light. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, people who are powerful sometimes think that they can just say stuff and it has to be true or exist. So I figured. Yeah, I yeah, fiat lux. Uh, fiat lux is, 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 it has to do with the command. Yes. It, okay. It, to fiat is to command something. It, no, it, it's it, it, a let it, there be light. Let there be. And well, so actually, the idea fiat, that your the, words can bring something into existence. Right. Well, but uh, yes, and fiat actually uh, is trans. The, the Hebrew is uh, translated, uh, let there be light. Uh, mm -hmm. In English, if I were translating the Hebrew into modern English, I would say, uh, let light be. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then actually the, the important sentence uh, that comes after that in Hebrew uh, goes, and light was when you translate it into English. But mm -hmm. actually, I think they're pulling it off in the Biden administration with uh, fiat penuria, which says... Mm -hmm. Let there be scarcity. Let there be penury. Let there be poverty. Let there be suffering. Let there Literally, be yeah, so let, much. Yeah, let, let, but let her, penuria would be scarcity, uh, mm -hmm. most accurately. Uh, the Biden mm -hmm. administration's economic policies have resulted in the inflation rate rising uh, to 6.8% for the 12 months ending in November. By the way, it's 9.2% for the producer price index, which is Aye, what yes. will drive it next year. Uh, 
That's mostly been caused by executive actions such as restrictions imposed on the oil and gas industries, which have turned America from a net exporter of energy mm. products to a net importer. Um, but we really shouldn't be have, uh, fearful about this. Uh, President uh, Biden has signed an executive order uh, on delivering government services and experiences to the American people that we expect and deserve. So, <laughs> yeah, Fiat Penuria. Uh, it's, uh, it's just uh, that. And, you know, they've referred to the, <coughs> to the supply chain problem, actually to inflation as a first-class problem, <laughs> the White House calls it, um, a high-class problem. And mm -hmm. now, when I took Econ 101, yeah. 55... 56 years ago, um, I was told that the cause of inflation was too much money chasing after too few goods. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, the big back, Build Back Better scam is going to pump oh. even more fiat money into circulation. So that would kind of give you the idea that if that <laughs> thing actually were to happen, uh, uh, ex inflation would accelerate even more than what we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yep. this is something that I don't know every, anybody's ever done before, even a thought experiment. But suppose you had all that money and no goods for it to chase after. Uh, a piece of bread would buy a bag of gold? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, well, it'd be kept, well, you know, some people, the, the well, I, I, I think that uh, there's a book of the Bible about that as well. well actually, indeed, there is. Uh, but yes, but I mean, the idea is, is that, you know, okay, the engineer in me says, yeah, that's like dividing by zero. It's an undefined mm -hmm. thing, but it approaches infinity as a limit. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe they're thinking that if there's just no supply, it won't matter what the demand is, so it won't matter what prices are, so inflation uh, won't be a problem. And uh, so that's the mar that's the Soviet solution to the problem, well, and Cuban, and Venezuelan, and Chinese, and yeah, North but, Korean, and all these other disastrous places. But, but really, I don't what, think that works out real well. Yeah, but what if they really think the supply chain disruption could be beneficial to them that way in terms of how the elections would turn out? And so, I mean, and yeah, it'd be a hassle, but it would be worth uh, putting up with their uh, treadmills being delivered late. Uh, have they figured out that um, ammo is, while well, it's expensive, is coming down and like, you know, people are buying it in job lots? <laughs> well, let me put it to you like this. Uh, the last time I, I, I bought uh, any uh, cartridges, uh, there were a thousand of them in the container. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, technology. Yeah. Well, the tech. Yeah, there is technology. Um, and, and, but that—that's what maybe they think is going to save them. And there was a wonderful thing on Bloomberg about they're going to somebody saying they're going to use these giant kites to drag cargo ships across the. Uh -huh. There, do you know how bad an idea this is? Because well, there's nothing controlling those that 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 kite. So what it amounts to is that they can't, you know, like tack or 
uh, anything. <laughs> They're in so well, much. Not a, this well, is not a disaster. A, well, not only that, as I pointed out in my blog post, I had a picture of I, 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 of the uh, the tweet from Bloomberg that shows a, <sighs> a relatively small cargo uh, freighter being pulled by a, a kite. But then what happens when the wind dies? And I have uh, a picture of the galley scene from Ben-Hur. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, you know, most of those, the people ruling those boats were slaves and, you know, the Democrats, <laughs> never mind. There's a reason that they <laughs> were slaves. Yeah, so. it, yeah, is, but... it is practically impossible, given the utter hell of uh, rowing a galley, to get a free person to do, do that. The Greeks yeah. could. Yeah, well, well, that well, was... well, the, well, the Greeks could because it was part of your national service. Yes. What, what, um, what, uh, as to the uh, slaves and the, the galleys of, of ancient Rome, at the time mm -hmm. of uh, the Punic War, uh, Hannibal's invasion, uh, mm -hmm. roughly half of the population of Rome was slaves. And they well, had in the been, first century, roughly ninety percent of the population of the empire were slaves. Right, right, and, correct. And, and they were um, uh, they were uh, uh, they were casualties of war, so to speak. They had been captured as as a result of, of or they sold, or they sold or they were sold by their families into slavery, and then of course the family went. Their children were still slaves. At, at, or they sold themselves into slavery just uh, to have a, uh, yeah. someone who would feed them. Uh, you've yeah. got to remember, that's what scarcity, uh, a civilization uh, running on scarcity is like. Yep. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, you know, there's still, there's still all sorts of silly things going on. But speaking of the government, you know, I work uh, uh, as a consultant for a government agency, um, yeah, he I, built space robots actually, for NASA. I don't, I don't I actually don't build them. I design them. Other <laughs> okay. people, you had to go in to test something, so you must have something to do with building them. Yeah, it's, well, it, I had to, you know, it's, uh, to inspect the, the the work that's been done. Probably. Well, he not only has a a a, a beard like a a, a certain uh, you know uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, but but he also has command of droids. <laughs> He's the droid maker. Anyways, but actually, my line is: I find your lack of face disturbing, which uh, goes to uh, the uh, the next uh, blog post I was going to talk about, which is called COVID unmasks. Uh, I had to go into work on Monday uh, at Goddard to uh, be involved in testing a piece of equipment, and basically. Goddard got essentially completely shut down for a big chunk of uh, 2020. Uh, and then late, about a year ago, they started letting a few people back on other than, you know, people that were just required to keep the, the place from uh, falling over. Uh, but um, now we're up to where you can have 50% occupancy in a building. Uh, but for months, masks have been required at Goddard, in all indoor spaces, when two or more people are in the same room. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're a room with floor-to-ceiling walls and a door, and the door is closed, and you're by yourself, you can take your mask off. Uh -huh. um, or if you're sitting in the uh, 
uh, cafeteria eating, you can take your mask off to eat. But that's pretty, or if you're walking outside you can, or in a car by yourself, you can be unmasked. But otherwise, you know, it's the regular masking sort of nonsense. Um, and the rule was effective whenever PG County, uh, where Goddard is located, is tagged as red or orange in the COVID uh, infection rate thing that's on the CDC's website. And since May, when I've been uh, coming back into Goddard, uh, it's been about the only place I ever go where I have to put a mask on. Uh, but on Monday, I went into Goddard and Peachy County was blue, oh. which meant we could have our masks off if we were unvaccinated. So if you were vaccinated. I mean, if, if we were vaccinated. So, so the, uh, you know, there were a couple of unvaccinated people wandering around with masks on, but we had our masks off. It was really kind of nice to see people's face again. Um, and that, you know, when, when even places like that uh, are uh, beginning to, uh, you know, the, the rules are beginning to fall apart, it's, it, it's, it's a good thing. And we've had, a, we've had another preliminary injunction issued uh, against uh, vaccine mandates. We've had a, another preliminary, uh, had one of the other preliminary injunctions overturned on appeals. So now we've got mm -hmm. a split on uh, whether the pres president's uh, mandates about vaccines are constitutional or not. So uh, that's headed off to the Supremes. That ought to be mm. interesting because it's January 4th which is a little more than two weeks away that uh, the mandate kicks in. So mm. we're going to see some busyness over the holidays about this. I'll I betcha. hope so. Anyway, that's, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting watching all this stuff happen and seeing all the shortages that are happening uh, because of government act activity but you know the the one shortage that i really kind of am enjoying is stacy there's a shortage of hate crimes <laughs> yeah uh, yes uh, and, and the demand the de however the demand for hate uh is, is so strong that people are actually manufacturing hate crimes mm -hmm. uh, i had a story this badly week. mystery surrounds perpetrator of quote unquote, deplorable acts of anti-black hatred. Uh, this involves the University of Massachusetts Amherst campus, um, uh, where uh, in September, uh, Chief Diversity Officer. That's scary that they would have such a thing. Dr. Nefertiti yes. Walker. Oh, sent a campus-wide email warning of a disturbing increase in anti-black racist incidents uh, mm. that apparently um, uh, that there had been um, uh, messages, blatantly racist emails and online messages directed at uh, majority black student groups on campus. And, uh, and so, so this uh, resulted in President Marty Meehan, who former member of Congress, uh, mm. vowing swift action. Uh, yeah, right. he, he promised that they were going to investigate and hold these people uh, responsible. 
Uh, and this, they doubled down with University uh, Chancellor Kumbal Subaswamy. I think I've pronounced that correctly. Oh, well, a typical Massachusetts Irish family. Right, sure. right, right. Mm-hmm. Kumbal Subaswamy announced that the campus would launch a full-scale investigation into the source of the emails and that the university had secured the services of Strauss Friedberg Digital Forensics, a leading national firm in cybersecurity. When the perpetrator of any of these acts identified the full weight of the university's disciplinary and legal apparatus will be brought to bear, Subhaswani uh-huh. said. Uh, that was yeah, September. Right. But it's now December, and yet, despite the services of a leading national firm in cybersecurity, UMass still has not identified the contemptible perpetrators. A of mystery not. that inspired Boston Herald columnist Howie Carr to a few sarcastic comments, like OJ. <laughs> They pledged to spend eternity chasing down the real killers, but so far, apparently, not a single MAGA hat or Let's Go Brandon <laughs> t-shirt has turned up at the scene of the crime. Not even a discarded pay stub from a real job. The snowflakes of Amherst are, as you might expect, baffled. It's certainly discouraging, isn't it? How few of these campus white supremacists are ever brought to justice. In fact, usually they're never even found. They seldom leave behind a single clue. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the if this stuff was not was set on the uh, university's email system, that it wouldn't be logged. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But after this yeah. big announcement that they're bringing in this high tech cybersecurity firm to get to it, silence, absolute oh, yeah. silence from the university. Well, that's probably because they know who did who done it. Well, well yeah, uh, they don't want to know who done it. They, the whole point of these things is is to uh, gin up more money for the diversity office. Well, yeah, but I'm willing to bet that there has been a quiet resignation from said office. Well, we we don't know. Uh, we don't know anything, uh, and, and no. the uh, police are 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 you know have not been informed. But meanwhile, they have caught the shopping cart killer. Well, yeah, but uh, it wasn't the Massachusetts cops. This is Virginia cops. <laughs> and this, but this guy, uh, Stacy, is obviously crazy, and he's uh, a killer, so he must be dangerous. So, are we at crazy people are dangerous? Yes, we have reached the part of the show where we talk about crazy people are dangerous, and I'm not so sure that he's the crazy one. He may be evil, but I don't think I'm not sure that he's crazy. But uh, he is a suspect. <sighs> in uh, at least four murders. Law enforcement in Fairfax, Virginia, on Friday announced they have a suspected serial killer in custody two days after officials discovered human remains in a container left in a wooded area. The suspect was identified as Anthony Robinson, 35. Authorities 
also named Cheyenne Brown, a 29-year-old Washington, D.C. woman who has been missing since September as one of at least four of his victims. Quote, he's killed four already, and we suspect that he has more victims. He's a predator, as all serial killers are, Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis said during a news conference Friday, adding that the so-called shopping cart killer does, quote-unquote, unspeakable things with his victims. Uh Yeah, well, there it is. Um, Guess how he met his victims. Oh, please, please, uh, guess. let Let me guess. Online. Online dating. That's correct. And how many times have I warned y'all about online dating? Swipe right, and the next thing you know, a serial killer's doing unspeakable things to you, then dumping your corpse in some remote location where your badly decomposed remains are found months later, all because you didn't listen to me when I told you online dating is for losers. And and serial serial killers. killers. Yep. <laughs> but mostly just losers. Well, there's your cue, Stacy. Yes, uh, we are nearing the end. But I'm going to fade that music out and repatch it. Uh, uh, we've got some new outro music well, because it's, it's uh, I'm telling you, this is the part of the show where I tell you usually that we will be back next week. But we won't be back next week because, because next Christmas. week is Christmas. And so we're... And we're so, not going to be Scrooge-like. We're actually going to take a day off. Yeah, but bah humbug. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I do, I do need to tell uh, the listeners that they did not hear barking this uh, this podcast because uh, Marley has left us. Yes, what? Uh, that's right. Stay, the, my uh, our our boxer what? slash um, uh, pit bull. Um, our, our, our huge monster of a dog, Marley, uh, fell ill during the past week. Oh and uh, t- just today, uh, he, he, they took him to the uh, veterinarian emergency room. And it was, um, they, they had to, uh, uh, he's, he's gone to his final reward. He has so, crossed the rainbow bridge. I'm so sorry. So next weekend, instead of having me, Stacy will be haunted by Marley's ghost. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, That's, that, was... that is a terrible <laughs> joke. It's tasteless. You know how my, my, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, and it was weird when, when, my, when I found out that, you know, you know, my wife, <laughs> you know, I was, texting with my you know she took the dog to the uh veterinarian emergency room and 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 when i found out that they were going to have to put him down i said are you okay she said yes i'm okay and everything and i said i said you know i can't believe i'm saying this but i'm actually going to miss that dog (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you were going to shoot at it Anyway, 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 so, so anyway, we we're, at, be, we're, we're we, at the end of the we're at the end of the program and the oh, end of the year for us. And so yeah. belated happy Hanukkah to my uh, Jewish friends to the rest of us have a festive, fabulous festivus, a quality Kwanzaa and a Merry Christmas or whatever else you're doing. 
and we have different outro music. Stacy says, "Have you got some uh, uh, Christmas music we can do there?" And I'm going to my now hold it, my iPad. Okay, uh, with it just happens to have a few things on it at the moment, and the only Christmas music I've got is the Swingle Singers uh, with the choral prelude in uh, Dolce Jubilo, uh, and it's box version. So we'll close with that. Merry Christmas, Diana. Merry Christmas. And I you know, let this play a while. Yeah, oh, this is well, cool. Go. Oh, yeah, mu- music out. And we'll see you later. All right. Ho, ho, ho. In Dolce Jubilo Let us a homage show Our heart's joy reclineth In presepio And like a bright star shineth Matris in gremio, Alpha S et O, Alpha S et Thank you.